안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Please, heavenly parents and true parents, give us today's your daily spiritual food. Daily spiritual food. So when we receive God's daily spiritual bread, and listen and listen and listen and listen, the word until the word become the flesh. We need to listen continuously. The until the word the become flesh. Then how, how can the word become the flesh? Yeah, I'd like to talk about that. And first of all, I'd like to read. Well, first, first of all, I'd like to mention about some content from True Mother's memoir across the table around the world. So let's invite and hear beautiful voice from <coughs> Heavenly Honey, please. An image shimmers faintly in my memory, like a gleam of sunlight reflected by the dew on the grass. I was sitting across the table from my husband right after our holy wedding. He gazed at me with the overwhelming heart of God. It seemed as if a waterfall of tears was about to burst forth from his eyes. That experience, the two of us sitting together at a small table to eat, treading the path of Hyojung in front of God, recurred many times on our path as true parents. We communed without a worry, sitting across the table from each other. During the three years, we ate only boiled barley. And when we barely had time to catch our breath while on speaking tours, visiting two or more countries in a day, we were grateful for everything. And everything was a source of happiness. For me, the annual festival of sharing true parents' favorite dishes is like sitting across the table from all blessed families. The blessed families are true children of heaven's lineage to whom my husband and I have given birth through our tearful embrace. They are called by heaven, so I call them chosen blessed families. True Father and I will sit across the table from these chosen blessed families forever. We will not forget even for even a moment our countless children's intense tears and streaming sweat as they endured lonely struggles for the sake of God's will. My one regret over the festival of sharing True Parents' favorite dishes is that I cannot in person place a delicious meal before each of my beloved children around the world and sit across the table from them. In December of 2019, I had that feeling sitting across the table from Prophet Samuel Hedebe. I had arrived in Johannesburg to conduct the blessing ceremony of 200,000 people. Our airplane landed amid pouring rain. Thank you, Muni Hani. True Mother said, 
The blessed families are true children of heaven's lineage to whom my husband and I have given birth through our tearful embrace. They are called by heaven, so I call them chosen blessed families. The blessed family is the direct lineage of heaven that true parents gave birth to. Blessed families are the first fruit of the conversion from the lineage of a servant to the lineage of the royal family of God. Wow. Can you imagine about that? Heavenly Father waited and waited and waited and waited uh, in order to see his own direct blood lineage. Blessing means what? We can become God's direct blood lineage. So, you know, in order to, in order to giving the, you know, to give the blessing, how much our true father, true mother paid the price and fight with Satan. Finally, our true parents got authority to give the blessing to, you know, human being. That's why each blessed families, they are representative of all the ancestors and representative all of the world. That's why when true parents are thinking about their own blessed children, they are first fruit of the, you know, first fruit after our heavenly parents are going through all kinds of suffering. That's why blessed family are so much precious. True father, father said, uh, true father, uh, true father, true mother said, true father and I, will sit across the table from the these chosen blessed families forever. I still remember, I already repeated again and again. Father said, do you know what does a blessed family means? Do you know what, do you know how do I think of my blessed families? He said, blessing came from my couple, came from true parents. And true father said, the family, the blessed family, no matter what, I have to be responsible for them forever. They are God's, God's direct lineage. No matter what happened, I have to be responsible for them forever. Anyone receive a blessing, I need to protect them forever. No matter what, I nurture forever. No matter what happens, no matter what sins they have, even any blessed family come and sin. Of course, I am upset. I, I, am, I am so upset. I am angry with them. However, I need to forgive them. I need to give, you know, chance and opportunity for them to come back. Father said, anyone receive the blessing, it doesn't matter what kind of person you are, commissioner or not. Father said, I will be responsible for them forever. So the Father said, we will not forget for even a moment our countless children's intense tears 
and streaming sweat as they endure the lonely struggles for the sake of the God's will. Anyone contribute something for the sake of the God's will, for the sake of the world, we do meet together. I never forget it. I never ever forget it. God and true parents will never forget your contribution to God's will. God and true parents are our eternal parents. Parents who want to give back 10 times, 100 times, and even 1,000 times for what their children have contributed to their parents. Therefore, never regret what have contributed to will of God. The only thing is, no matter how tired or hot you are on the way, do not betray true parents. This is the most important thing. If you betray true parents, this is really hurting God's heart and hurting our true parents' heart. Sometimes our life of faith up and down. Sometimes we are depressing. Sometimes our level is really drop very much. But one thing, no matter what, no matter how much difficult you are, even though your heart is drop and drop and drop and go to the bottom, one bottom line, do not betray true parents. As long as you keep that kind of relationship with the true parents, Someday you surely recover. Okay, continue. When I walked into the airport lounge, I was so happy to meet Prophet Redebe, who is like a son to me. As soon as he saw me, he said, Mother, I so wish to see you. Welcome to your home in South Africa. Dressed in traditional South African clothing, Prophet Redebe welcomed me with a bow expressing his heart of respect and humility and presented a bouquet of red flowers he had prepared with care. Accompanying him was a large group of youth and students of the Revelation Church of God <clears throat> who greeted me enthusiastically right there in the airport lounge. They gave a special a cappella performance of a wonderful song with lyrics that meant True Mother came today to bless South Africa and all of Africa. When I said it is raining today, I've heard that rain is considered a great blessing in Africa. My words were greeted by loud cheers and shouts from Prophet Bedebe, his youth leaders, and students. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Today's Father's Word, we should attend God as our subject partner in our daily life. Recently, I'm continuously talking about what does attendance mean based on our true Father's Word. We should attend God as our subject partner in our daily life. In order to attend God, we need to begin by placing him in the midst of our heart and mind and then become completely one with him in our body. Without doing so, there is no way for us to liquidate the devil's world. That is why we view this time as the age of attendance, the age when we are justified, 
by attendance. We are saved through attendance. God is not a distance God way up in the sky. We should attend God as our subject partner in our daily life. How do we attend him? By using the law of indemnity, we must unravel all the sorrowful and painful circumstances that God has endured throughout the ages of history. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. True Father said, you know, to attend God, we need to begin by placing him in the midst of our heart and mind and then become completely one with him in our body. Without doing so, there is no way for us to liquidate the devil's war. Therefore, we, uh, we must attend our mind to God. We need to treat our mind and heart as God. This is important. Not God is just only kind of, you know, I would say transcendent being. That is God is not from far away. The most important attitudes, we, we need to treat our original mind, our heart as God, and make our body the temple of God. Our body is God's home, God's temple. God stay, you know, within us. The way to attend our mind to God is the secret to making our body and mind one. That's why we view this time as the age of attendance, the age when we are justified by attendance. We say we are saved through attendance. God is not a distant God, uh, way up in the sky. My brothers and sisters, up, uh, up to now, most religions have thought that God is merely transcendent being, a distant being that get, uh, can never be met with me. The amazing thing about Christianity is that it calls God the Father. And in uh, you know, First Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, very clearly mentioned that all of you surely know that you are God's temple and that his spirit lives in you. Together, you are God's holy temple and God will destroy anyone who dis destroys his temple. However, the fact that fact is that true parents did not just call God parent, but mentioned God's heart God's circumstances and wishes. It is a fact that we have discovered how miserable and sorrowful God is. And it is a truly remarkable discovery that God and human beings are viewed as inseparable as the relationship between the human mind and body. That's why unification movement is a really highest religion. So far, there are many religions. However, this religion already the relationship between God and human being very, very far away, kind of the trans transcendent being. We cannot reach him. It is impossible to reach him. That's why when we emphasize God is almighty God, so much powerful God, and God as the trans transcendent being, then nothing dealing with me. 
Just only, what's that? Master and servant's relationship. Why Jesus is great? So far, nobody called God. He is my father. This is a real Christianity. Why Christianity one of the highest standard? Because call God as my father. This is really incredible. Also, you know, Jesus said that, you know, we, our body is, uh, you know, God's temple. God's temple. And then God's spirit lives in my heart. This is amazing. You know, God is not just only transcendent being, not from far away. God is within in my heart. And then my body is a temple of God. This is really incredible. This is incredible guidance, actually. So if only thing of God as the absolute creator and transcendental God, God cannot find any emotional connection between me. However, we must know that God is a transcendent and as the parent of a human being, eternally present in our heart. Therefore, we should attend God as our subject partner in our daily life. How do we attend him? This is the issue. Not just only believe in God, not just only trust God, you know. We need to attend God every second, every moment, every hour, every day within my heart. There is attendance. By using the law of indemnity, we must un unravel all the sorrowful and painful circumstances that God has endured through the age of history. Okay, continue. Establish the standard of righteousness. God believes, works, and lives in attendance. If we live with the same standard, then we will create an environment where Satan cannot intervene in our life. Although we may be within Satan's, Satan's realm, if we establish the standard of righteousness that makes an environment where we can be with God, then Satan will withdraw. That does not mean that attendance in the completed Testament age is the only thing that will remain after the Old Testament age based on deeds and the New Testament age based on faith have passed. Thank you. God believes, walks, and lives in attendance. If we live with the same standard, then we, we, we will create an environment where Satan cannot intervene in our life, Father said. How could Satan accuse him of attending God in his daily life for 20 hours and treat my mind, treat my heart as God, or attend my original nature? following or always hearing my, uh, my original voice and then attend my mind as God's mind, as God's heart. This is the real attendance. 
you know that's why we need to treat our original mind our heart very very well not just only my heart not just only my mind treat as god this is the best way to conquer our physical body best way to control our physical desires when as long as i respect original mind as long as i obey my original mind this is the way to conquer our physical body and also here father something very important talking about here uh that doesn't mean that attendance in the complete testament is the only thing that will remain after all the testament is based on deeds and the new testament is based on faith have passed we need to understand very clearly at this point the age of chonilgu is not the age of old testament the age of the uh, new testament the 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 complete testament age but the completion of everything the era of the chonilgu is the era of the completion of the faith completion of the deeds and completion of attendance that's why you know uh, we are living in uh, we are living in the chonilguk uh, era uh, at the age of chonilguk era means everything we need to complete centering old testament era centering on new testament era centering on complete testament era we need to complete everything not ignoring we need to have a faith we need to have the we need to have the completion of deed we need to have the attendance everything we need to complete centering on the era of chonilgu that's why we need to have absolute faith we need to have absolute hope absolute love and at the same time we need to have absolute obedience so uh, this era is the era of the chonilgu everything should be complete today's youth ministry very 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 important last time i little bit mentioned but today i'd like to mention more detail my brother says this content very very important many people misunderstanding but how much important i last time i mentioned but today i'd like to mention about in details the level where the word become the flesh how come how god's word become the flesh jesus talking about you know what the what the purpose to learn god's word god's word is god's love god's word is god's heart then this god's word how can become the flesh this is the issue always you know we are listening god's word all the time and then we are inspiring but sometimes we lost and then we go back again then what is the level where the the word become becomes the flesh that's the purpose why we need to study god's word there is a step there is a, there are there are levels the faith that is believed by rational understanding of the word is called conceptual faith conceptual faith is a form when we receive the word only intellectually 
any human being first passed through this ideal, ideological belief. Secondly, next level is the level of the conscious faith. Conscious faith seeks to continuously be conscious of what it has realized. When you inspire God by God's word and then continuously be conscious of what has, uh, has realized, I need to practice, I need to practice, I need to practice. Remind to your mind always, that I always continuously be conscious of what it has realized. And then third level is going through habitual faith. Habitual faith is a form by repeating what one believe, uh, believes is right. You know? That's why when you learn something, when you are inspired by God, in, in the beginning accepted in just intellectual way and very much rational, uh, rational way. And then later on, oh, I inspire. Then I, I, I need to practice and continuously be conscious of that. And then third one, and then you try to practice, you know, day by day. And then repeating again and again and again and again. So bad habit harms one's religious life. However, good habit strength, uh, strengthens one's faith by repeating the habit over and over and again. Bad habit is not so good. However, good habit is good, right? Wake up early morning, attending morning devotion, right? And always a prayerful life, always a grateful life. This good habit becomes very good. I am doing exercise every day, no matter how much busy. So good habit is good. Bad habit is not so good. Many people say habitual life, habitual faith, that is not so good. But good habitual faith, why not? The first level after going through habitual faith is finally leaving the world and growing the spirit and forming our own spiritual bodies. As the word is received into our spirit, the spiritual body is cultivated artistically. All the purpose of our life of faith is to receive the word intellectually, actively be aware of it, and repeat it until it becomes a good habit, until it reaches the level of experiencing, experiencing artistically, most people stop on the way. That is the problem. That is a problem. Someone first level, and another one second level, another one third level, another one um, and stop on the, on the way, centering on habitual faith, cannot reach it to level of heart. Can God's word cannot become the flesh. That is the problem. You know, my faith will stop which, uh, which level? Just a rational understanding, intellectual understanding. And then, and then what the second level is really need to really recognize it and consciously continue. And then you try to practice and then habitual level. But problem is 
to not reach it to artistic level. That is the that is our limitation. A lot of people stop and knowing and stop of being conscious and get caught in habits. In this way, the providence become prolonged, and the world does not reach the level of heart in essence, and the world does not become the flesh. This is the issue, my brothers and sisters. Once you have realized the world, you must take responsibility for what you have realized and take action. It is difficult to put it into practice physically, but once you realize it, you have to repeat it in action. Religious ceremony is difficult to accept and like in beginning, in the beginning. But as you keep repeating them, you gradually become more genuine and experience them with your heart. In the beginning, oh, I don't like to attend Sunday service. I don't like to attend the Gyeongbae family pledge. I don't like to attend morning devotion. In the beginning, this kind of the religious ceremony about the religious tradition to attend something, it is not easy. However, follow your original mind, follow God's word, and repeat it again and again, and put your utmost sincerity and heart, and then connect to your heart, and touch your heart, and move your heart. And then the world become the flesh. Without touching heart, the world cannot become the flesh. You know, sincere actions are shown by the world. Treat everything you do a true and sincere heart. What is the best way? The word become the flesh. When you inspire by God's word, and then of course you need to take action. But how can we continuously take action with what kind of attitude? Most important attitude is putting your almost sincerity. Really sincere. And always searching, always thinking, centering on point of heart. This is the important issue. You just only intellectually understanding and forget it. Sometimes that you know practice the gajwat few days, one month, two months, and three months, and become a habit, but not connect to the heart, and then stop on the way. You go to Sunday service by duty. Oh, someone giving someone nice word, but cannot go into your heart. And then only remain, you know, the tradition, external tradition, external duty. Even though you are, you know, about um, uh, chanting or singing a holy song, even though you are singing, but do not touch your heart. Do not, you do not, do not know how to utilize your heart. 
When, you, when we do every morning family pledge, someone just by intellectually, just by habit, sometimes just by conceptually, but do not use your heart. Whenever I recite a family pledge every morning, oh, it touches my heart. Oh, this is my purpose of life. Family pledge is everything. When you sing a, when you sing a holy song and then touch my heart, touch my soul, connect to my heart, but because of duty, um, just only externally following. Nothing connect to the heart. That is a reason why God's word cannot become the flesh. What's the best way God's word become the flesh? Always you need to reflect on, centering on heart. How to become how to, how to utilize the heart? No other way. Putting your utmost sincerity. Really sincere. When I recite a family pledge with my sincere heart, I try to feel heart. When I treat people with my utmost sincere, I want to treat him well. I attend him very well. That's why was the best way God would become the flesh. You need to use your heart. Almost the sincerity. The level where the word becomes the flesh. Okay, let's make some summarize. Okay. Now, for example, I explain a little bit more. When you meet someone who can speak well with easy. Yeah, with ease. Do not just think in uh, inform that they are good with the word, but have the heart, have the heart cherish that person. Even when greeting, you should bow your head with a heart of a respect for the other person. Oh, you are my able figure. You are my continental in the bow down. Bow. Because you are my able. When you bow to your, when you bow your head, you have a heart. You really respect from your heart. No respect because you are my able. You are my systematically. You are my able. You are higher than me and just bow. Without using your heart, does not make any sense. Not just only your senior people. To anyone. Without your using heart, without your sincere respect, does not make any sense. This kind of person, the word cannot become the flesh. Even when sing a hymn, singing from your heart is different from singing just because you know the song and the lyrics. If you do not sing from your heart, it easily become a mere form. When you sing with a genuine heart, I'm talking about here, genuine heart, and pour out your heart, you are stimulated. How to stimulate my heart? This is the issue. Without stimulating my heart, the God's word never become the flesh. 
When I deal with something, if I do not with sincerity, if I do it with sincerity and pour out my devotion, I become more precious. Therefore, we must act on what we have realized through the world. If I take dominion over myself with what I have realized by the world, my heart will reach the level of heart. And the world will become the flesh. <laughs> it's very clear. My brothers and sisters, let's summarize the level where the the word become the flesh. First one, what is that? Conceptual faith. Everybody, without exception, need to go through from this level. Conceptual faith. Rationally understanding. Intellectually understanding. Without intellectual understanding, rational understanding, how can we know? How can know divine principle and God's word? Everybody need to go through this level. First, first level, conceptual faith. Secondly, Conscious of faith. You need, to, you need to be conscious all the time. Oh, this word is good. So good. Inspire. I need to practice. You need to be conscious continuously. And then when you feel conscious and then you try to take action and become very, very good habit. Practice one day, two day, one week, one month, two months, seven months. Good things, okay? Good faith. You need to practice God's word. Become good habit. Number four. Reach it to artistic faith. Then the word becomes the flesh. Thank you very much.